back to another episode of A Dad and His PC. I want to thank everybody for joining us today and be sure to subscribe, leave a review wherever it is that you find the show. Make sure to like, subscribe to any of our social content, which you'll find in the description of the podcast. Um, last week, we went over more and more Overwatch news because it seems to be the story du jour out there right now. And it's mostly because there are there seems to be something new to talk about every week as more and more loopholes get found and more and more issues get found. So uh, we talked about how basically if you've been taking forever to get into a queue or get into alliance because people are refusing to play support and that is significantly increasing their matchmaking times. Um, Zarya, out of nowhere, due to the fast-paced, more aggressive nature of the game, has become the lead tank choice for all elite comp players and really players actually... Um, that are trying to basically get better and they are, it is, it is a Zarya heavy world right now. Also, um, players are actually wishing that they would bring back loot boxes, a sentence I never thought I would say ever again in the year 2022, but here we are, uh, the progression system and the incredibly expensive stuff that is in their shop has made players wish to get it the old fashioned way, which is insane because that is something that all players were, Wishing would disappear and die a fiery death from Overwatch 1. Finally, in the news, we talked about Warhammer 3 getting its massive new update, and fans of the series can finally say that they were heard as settlement battles at minor settlements uh, look to be gone for good, and for some players, that's not actually a good thing, so we kind of talked about that. And then finally, the second segment, wanted to talk about the high cost of upgrading computers that I've uh, noticed as I'm getting ready to both upgrade mine and trying to find a way to upgrade my brothers. So um, if you haven't heard that episode, be sure to just go back to last week and queue it up. This week, with it being a new month, uh, I'm looking on the horizon at some of the new games coming out this month. Uh, there's not a lot for the general audience to be excited about, but... There were a few titles that caught my eye that I think look pretty dang good and interesting and with some old favorites returning and some refreshing new IPs coming out this month. Um, That's called a tease, folks. And so uh, the second part of today's show, this has been the most undisturbed time I've had to play video games in maybe a year. And to be honest, it's the happiest that I've been in forever. So... Uh, kind of wanted to talk about how that's going and kind of where my mental state is at with playing games, which is a complete 180 from a year ago. So uh, with that being said, let's kind of cue the music and get into the first segment of the show. Okay, uh, it's been a long time since a quality linear action title has come out. And with Evil West coming out at the end of this month on the 21st, uh, action adventure and really linear action fans, third-person shooter fans will have something uh, to look forward to. Something that basically doesn't require a lot of thought and can be played through in a few hours and replayed differently a day later or a week later. And you don't lose any of the fun or get bored with the story. And Evil West does that and more for fans of this specific action genre. Uh, third person act. This is a third person action game set in the old west. Except if the old west was littered with vampires, which of course now you know who you're fighting against. Um, from early hands-on time on YouTube and from reviews I've seen online, like IGN's uh, from Garrett Green, this seems to be kind of in that stupid fun game realm where, which I think has been needed for a while. So many games are trying to be, be the next great uh, title that 
is an award-winning, fantastic, amazing thing. Like Arkham Knights seems to have been a, a disappointment, and it maybe it's getting better through patches, but it seems to be an initial disappointment for fans. And every game is trying to be the next best thing. And this game said, no, no, I just want to make something fun where you shoot and demolish uh, vampires and other uh, <clears throat> evil things, just kind of like in a Devil May Cry style. So um, it's electropunk in styling and look, you know, Old West plus electropunk, not necessarily steampunk. Um, it's fast paced. It's reminiscent of the original Devil May Cry series. The game screams fun and speed and, and cool. Uh, guns and fists of fury, juggling, demolishing combos, impressive and violent finishing moves will have you wanting to pay, uh, wanting to buy this game as a nice reprieve from ultra competitive COD or Apex Overwatch. Um, it gives you something to turn your brain off and go have fun for a few hours. Sometimes we as gamers just need to be able to do something mindless and basically try to have a lot of fun with something as opposed to trying to be the best at something. And this is going to give you a hell of a good time. Uh, the beauty of this game with its simplistic RPG elements are that you can become the one-man army fairly quick if you make the right choices. And there's just enough looking around um, in you know the obvious corners and hiding areas for goodies that you will be entertained and you'll kind of get that side quest itch. Because this, is, again, it's a linear action game. It is straightforward, get to play, go to finish objective, beat the boss, win the game kind of stuff. And so... If that sounds, if fast-paced uh, Devil May Cry style action seems like your bag, please check it out on November 21st. Um, speaking of old titles coming back, Sonic Frontiers on November 8th. This is adventure game nostalgia. This is um, this is an old title showing it can still have new tricks and still be uh, refreshing. And Sonic is moving into the 3D action adventure realm. Uh, Sonic Frontiers makes its much anticipated debut a few days after this show comes out. And it was revealed a year ago with uh, some minor issues, but it seems to have been cleaned up. Rather than calling their game open world, uh, the developers at Sega are calling it open zone, which is fitting because when remember when we played Sega on the Genesis, um, every level was a zone, right? It was insert green zone and something, something zone. Uh, you were in a different zone every time you uh, needed to beat the level and advance to the next one. And you just advance to the next zone. Well, so they're calling it open zone. Fitting. It fits the world. Um, basically watching gameplay trailers and videos on YouTube to get as much info as I could for this. Um, you can see that the game has a sense of pure speed that's been missing from other previous 3D Sonic titles. Um, it's not as cartoonishly fast. There is an actual sense that you are traveling and moving incredibly quick, which is great because at the end of the day, speed is the name of the game uh, when it comes to any Sonic title. And so the fact that we are moving fast is awesome. Um, what's the point of an open world, or in this case, open zone, if I can't get across this massive sprawling maps incredibly fast with the character that is all about being fast. Um, anybody with eyes can make the connection between other games like uh, Prince of Persia and Breath of the Wild. But unlike those titles, Sonic is the weapon. His speed and spinning moves and his power sets are on full display. And basically watching the devs show off his moves and the, and the platforming and the puzzle solving was pretty awesome. Um, this looks like it could be probably the best 3D Sonic game ever. And while I will grant you that's not the highest hurdle to get over, uh, for those wishing they had a full-on open-world Sonic title, you're getting about as good a looking one as they could produce on November 8th. 
uh, everything that I saw looked amazing. Uh, I, I don't know if I have the time to get this, but this does seem like the kind of game I'm going to purchase eventually and play. Um, and we'll get to why in a, in a little bit later part of the show, but it looked beautiful from where it started a year ago to where it is now. It looks like a great time. And I'm kind of curious to see what the initial reviews and initial, uh, hands-on playtime says, uh, next week. Um, now, uh, Warhammer 40 K dark tide at the end of the month. For those of you that, that loved vermin tide, for those of you that like mindless violence and destruction, uh, 40k Warhammer Universe's turn is coming with Dark Tide, and frankly, if you loved Vermin Tide, you and your friends are going to go crazy for this one. Uh, the action feels strong and heavy and violent, just like the universe it takes place in. And those of you that are needing a new swarm shooter, this need, uh, you know, basically this needs to become your go-to at the end of the month. Chaos God Nurgle is ruining things for everyone, and it's up to you and your friends to ruin his day right back. Tanks, DPS, buffs, and tweener characters should be familiar to anyone who's played a class-based shooter before, and these four characters introduced in this title are no different. You have your standard soldier, proficient with anything that goes boom and has uh, and has a trigger. You have a zealot, which is your magic and melee type, uh, the big towering ogre character, who is your tank and heavy weapons specialist, and last but not least is the Psyker, who uses their psychic abilities, their telekinesis, essentially the magic, the mage of the group, the pure mage, and other powers to destroy and buff units. Um, now, if that doesn't float your boat, you can actually build your own character and classes to your liking, which I think is pretty amazing. Uh, meaning me and a friend could both want to be the soldier, right? But maybe he's the running gun type, and I'm more into things that go boom and melee. So, you know, you can fix it to how you want even though you're a specific you chose a specific class you build it and tailor it to what you want and that's awesome uh all the insanely deadly weaponry of the 40k universe should make an appearance and all i know is that i need to have a chain sword and a bolter and i'll be happy uh something about the cannon sound of a bolter that kind of just rips through the universe um you know if you do that sound right it can make such a beautiful and enthralling an immersive game within, whenever you're in the 40k universe. It, you shoot that weapon and it sounds like you're a superhero with the, the greatest cannon in the world. You're a one-man army. Everyone should fear you. Um, if swarms of enemies and tons of fun with friends is your bag, then on November 30th, pick up this title and queue up because it looks as awesome as Vermintide, but now you're in the 40k universe. And frankly, I can't think of anything better um, better way to present the 40k universe to those of you who aren't used to it or don't know anything about it than a game like dark tide and you will get to just take your you, instead of taking a dipping a toe into the universe you just fall straight in the deep end and it's going to be a blast so again november 30th be sure to check out dark tide now like i said there's not much uh, besides those three in terms of what i thought would be worth talking about um, and that are major things to be on the lookout for those are the biggest releases of the month uh all great and fun titles that offer tons of variety for those of us in the pc realm uh dark tide will be getting the most hype obviously but don't sleep on evil west or sonic um evil west it looks like a, a huge amount of fun i mean i might not pay 60 bucks for it but when steam has its inevitable price uh drop or a sale then yeah i'd be absolutely all in for it um, and Sonic, for those of you that like open world games and and the idea that you can now be the fastest thing in the world and traverse around, that seems like a blast as well. So they absolutely look like great time uh, for fans of those genres specifically and worth the price of admission. 
like I said, uh, Dark Tide worth every penny from everything I've seen um, and been able to watch online has made it absolutely worth the full price. Um, Evil West, maybe wait until the, the price drops a little. Again, it is a linear one, one direction, one linear game. There's not going to be a whole lot of extras coming your way. Um, so I can understand not wanting to pay full freight for that and waiting for a sale. But uh, again, Sonic looks amazing. Uh, absolutely Sonic Frontiers looks like a, a great open world uh, expansive action adventure game and for junkies of that that were looking for somewhere new and something different but familiar absolutely jump into that as well so coming up next uh, I kind of want to talk about how this has been these last two weeks have been the most uninterrupted time of, of playing games I've had in forever and it has been a refreshing and almost soul healing journey for me that i can still enjoy things this much so second half of the show we're going to talk about that and cue the music okay we're back so anywho here's the thing it has been well over a year since i've been able to have two straight weeks of uninterrupted and complete and total fun with playing video games it is uh i've i've talked about my my job all the time but it you know this and this is a pretty self-centered segment but it is my show so you know that comes with the territory sometimes but um the big issue here is that my schedule is pretty intense um and with fall ball for us coming to a close i've been able for the last two weeks to come home every day not have to worry about work, not have to worry about other things and getting other stuff ready and instead uh, being able to boot up whatever I wanted. And, you know, it's it showed up this time as as Fallout um, as it as it will do. And so I have Fallout Shelter and I'll boot that up. And and for a very simple and silly game, uh, it is a ton of fun, of course. But um, for that segment on Fallout 4, I made the mistake of installing it and and watching as that game pushed all of the other things like Cyberpunk and, and Spider-Man and Warhammer 3 to the wayside because once I start a playthrough of Fallout 4, I can't stop. It, it, is, it is inevitable and I will absolutely... Um, be immersed in this universe all over again and i've in in just the last two weeks i've put 26 hours into fallout 4 uh, most of that has been put in on the weekends uh, but with at least me getting another couple hours every single day that we didn't have a game um you know there were i didn't even realize it but there was one saturday where I had somehow woken up at like seven because that's, you know, as late as my internal clock will let me sleep no matter what. And next thing I know, I was playing from seven till about noon. And I didn't even realize that those five hours had passed by. And that's how much fun I can have at this stuff. And it was it was really refreshing to be able to um, feel that again and be able to enjoy that again. And Fallout 4 to me is, is the perfect game for that whole disappear into a world and and just kind of go there are times where i'm playing it now and and because i've played it so much because i know these missions inside and out upside and down uh, you know backwards forwards inside out up and down whatever um you know i've got 250 hours into it um for my entire career of playing it and while that doesn't seem like a lot to some that's a ton when you have my schedule 
And now I'm able to just walk around and enjoy things and look for things that I never knew to look for before and, and, in, and kind of get immersed in the, in the whole world that is, is there and of, of essentially nuclear fallout, Massachusetts. And that's been amazing for me. You know, the Red Dead Redemption 2 came on sale and I got it for fairly cheap and I got the deluxe edition for fairly cheap and it was amazing. And I used some birthday money uh, to purchase this game and the best part was it's it's just been sitting there installed. I have yet to boot it up at all because if I'm not playing Hades, if I'm not playing Fallout 4 or Fallout Shelter, I'm not playing anything at all and that's but that's the beauty of this is that I actually have that choice. I'm not trying to play something or just forcing myself into do stuff. I I'm I, I find it hilarious. I was completely into Spider-Man and then we kind of jumped into um, fall ball and my schedule went all over the place and then fall ball started to slow down. Everything starting to slow down. I was able to start leaving work at a reasonable hour. And of course, because it did it again, fallout four is now where my entire world has been lost. As soon as I get done recording this, I'm going to try and do a couple more side missions, put a few more Mila's up before I go to sleep and I don't even know when I'm going to boot up Red Dead Redemption 2. I've I've all I've all I've managed to do is optimize my performance and get the graphic card ready and try to get as many uh, FPS as I can before I even start playing. Um, I had to uninstall Cyberpunk in order to install Red Dead Redemption 2, thinking full on that I, that was going to be the game that uh, got to enjoy this free time that I have. And lo and behold, it's something that I've played million times i've beaten uh, plenty of times over and under I've, I've seen every different possible ending and every single possible faction uh within fallout 4 and yet here i am again playing again um being an infiltrator again getting the deliverer and to be honest this is the first time i've ever done the infiltrator build correctly i've always known that it is a game-breaking build and it will make uh your time playing uh, incredibly easy and incredibly simple as long as you are sneaking around and, and taking advantage of that. But I didn't know how much and having the deliverer completely and fully kitted out and upgraded and basically walking around one tapping super mutants, one tapping super mutant brutes, um, going into vats and three shotting uh, matriarch level death claws at level 33, you know, into this game and laughing about it the entire way. Uh, thinking it's hilarious that I will walk into a raider den and basically one tap an entire room and not even have to reload. I still have like eight shots left, seven shots left before I even have to think about reloading. I reload because I want to, not because I have to. Um, I have other guns and it doesn't seem to, there doesn't seem to be a reason to have these other weapons in my hand because I have a, the deliverer and I'm able to one tap pretty much anything that exists in this as long as I'm in sneak, as long as I'm, um, as long as they don't see me, as long as I'm not uh, in active combat, I will be able to take them out. And it, this is the, f I've always done sneaky builds. I do the same thing in Skyrim. I never, um, I basically make myself the greatest archer and sneak thief in the world in Skyrim. I never build a, a warrior 
type anymore and I never build a run and gun type anymore in Fallout. I am always building like a, a sneak around build, but I've always kind of gone the rifleman route. I've always gone the commando route. I've never gone uh, the infiltrator deliverer route. And now I see how this absolutely demolishes the game because you only get more powerful even as you level up and the enemies you know level up with you 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 keep up with them the entire way the the math on this build the way everything stacks it just makes it crazy and i can't wait uh to keep going it's it's hilarious that this is how this entire thing is functioning but I've never done it before, and it's nice that now I'm actually having fun with it, and I'm actually being able to do the things that I want to do. Um, I, I've got a new build going on Stardew Valley. I've got um, another game that, that can completely and totally evaporate hours of my life on a daily basis, and uh, it hasn't latched on yet but it's going to and and stardew valley is the next thing that will probably take me away from fallout 4 as i i build my farm out and and enjoy that little um task creation and task completion machine um i'm halfway through spider-man the remastered spider-man i'm halfway through and this is about the same point where i stopped playing on my playstation at this exact moment and it's mostly because i don't want the game to end i, I i'm I, you know once it's over I, I don't see myself replaying it um so that's kind of a, a thing that makes me hesitate before i was i was always dreading coming home because i would open up my computer and I, I would immediately go into work i wouldn't even try to play games i would just um immediately try to do something for work all the time and and now i've gotten a little bit better with um, all of my, my work life balance and it's really paid dividends. I'm probably the happiest I've been in a long time. And it's because I get to do the thing I enjoy the most for fun. And that is play video games. That is, um, enjoy these amazing worlds that have been created. Um, really fallout shelter is probably the biggest shock for me, uh, that I am absolutely hooked on this game again. It's, um, incredibly simple. It's an incredibly basic game. It is uh, an idle game, for lack of a better term. I, I mean, really, it's that's what it is. And um, and yet, every time I open up my computer, this, this is what I think is hilarious. Every time I open up my computer, I do one of two things. I either immediately click open Fallout Shelter, or I immediately open up the Epic Games Launcher, and open up idle champions so the first two things i do is is check this right i check my 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 games make sure everything is still functioning and running like it should and then i figure out what i want to do next and then i figure out where i want to play next and what i want to play next now obviously the answer to that has been fallout 4 but sometimes it's assassin's creed odyssey um i haven't reinstalled valhalla and finished it I've instead installed Odyssey again and started replaying that. Now, does this happen to a lot of other people where you you tend to just float towards the familiar? You know, you you rather than play these new things once you have the free time, you float back to old favorites that are um, familiar to you, that you know what to expect, that you know what to do. Like, I know I've beaten Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I know what's going to happen uh, I'm not going to be shocked by anything that's there. Is this the same kind of thing that happens like when people um, watch movie trailers and 
they or they not movie trailers. They read spoilers online about movies before going to watch the movie. Um, where they say that because you know what's coming, you can actually enjoy it more. And is that what happens with with video games? Where we've played this so many times before, we've we've logged so many hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours into this game that because we're not going to be shocked, because we're not going to be surprised, we can actually enjoy what's around us. Because like I said, I'm playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey as well uh, when, whenever I, I get the itch. And because I know what's coming, because I know what I need to do, um, there doesn't seem to be any stress to it. I'm, I'm kind of just going through and, and having and completing my missions and, and doing all my extra stuff, maybe in a different order than I did it the last time, but I'm doing all the things I've done before. And so is that something other people experience? Is that something that, that y'all um, listening go through where I want to play games, but you end up floating back to the stuff that you're familiar with that Maybe it's not necessarily a difficulty thing, but it's just fun. Um, and you get that, that serotonin again. You get, you get all that, that fun brain chemistry that makes you feel good. You know, when you have things like in my life, like, you know, Warhammer, the Total War game that have frustrated the hell out of me, it's nice to know that I can uh, make the choice to do something else. Um, I'm still incredibly pissed about what happened with, with Warhammer. And, knowing that I have the free time to choose not to play it, uh, not to feel like I have to play it because I can just enjoy these other things has been great because it's made it easier to get over the fact that, that I think they've, they've made this game not fun. It's uh, much more difficult than it should be. Um, I understand that they were trying to prevent some of the snowballing and, and cheeky things we could do in Warhammer 2, but I think they've gone overboard. I think they've made it, game that is too general and too for the public and, and it's not that we should be a special community and we should get special treatment but when you water down and water down and water down something it eventually loses the thing that made it great and the thing that made it unique and that's something that that bothers me and knowing that i can still just go play fallout 4 and be incredibly happy and not feel like i have to play warhammer 3 to get that same level of enjoyment is great um the fact that i know that i can jump into red dead 2 whenever i want is great, and I'm not going to play Red Dead Online. I'm I'm way too old to care, and way too uh, laissez-faire to give a crap about the stress that comes with uh, the griefers on Red Dead Redemption Two Online. So instead, I'm going to just play the single player and all the DLC and all the extra stuff. But I'm I'm not going to spend a second on Red Dead Online, and so that's going to be great. Um, but this has been enjoyable on levels and that I haven't felt in forever. It has been a long, long time coming. And that's the best part of, of, I guess, figuring out work-life balance and figuring out, um, what you want to do. And even as I sit here, you know, getting ready to uninstall Warhammer three and, and, and removing it from, uh, removing those hundred gigs of space for something else, you know, I'm thinking about what I want to play next and, and what I want to do next. Um, do I want to reinstall Overwatch 2? Do I want to um, get back into that? Do what, what do I want to do? And it's nice to finally have the option. I felt like I had to play before when I was, um, you know, with the work and things that I know that this is my hobby and I felt like I had to play something. I had to um, 
do this in order to have fun and relax. And I never felt like I wanted to do it. It felt like I had to. And it's been absolutely amazing for my mental health lately that um, I can choose what I want. If that, if it, I don't know if any of y'all have ever felt that way before, but it's nice to be able to choose what I want to do. So, um, for me, you know, this, this, this episode, I really didn't have anything specific I wanted to talk about. I thought that the most interesting thing that I've really experienced in gaming lately wasn't a new game, wasn't a new offering. It was, I'm actually getting to play again. Like it has nothing to do about nostalgia is something worth playing is something worth doing is how can this game still be popular all these years later no it was that it's that i'm actually getting to enjoy this again that the whole reason i was making this podcast in the first place was because of how much i enjoy this game and the the last two weeks have reminded me of that and i never would have seen that coming Uh, i never thought this day would would be here again and um, I was worried that, like most things, as we get older, we stop finding as much enjoyment in certain things, and you, it, it, nothing ever feels the same way that it did when we were younger. And I was worried that this would be that thing. Um, you know, they always say, eventually you'll grow out of it. You'll grow out of it. My mother's probably been saying that my whole life. You'll eventually grow out of this. You won't find it fun anymore. And lately, I was worried that they were right and that people like that were right. And these last two weeks have done nothing if not completely reinvigorated my faith that this is what I do. This is my uh, release. This is my uh, escape from stress, from work, and from the real world. And so I'm glad to have it. I'm glad this feeling is back. Uh, I hope those of y'all that listen have this exact same feeling when you play. And if you've lost it, um, or you've lost that feeling and you're wondering what can you do or what, what, what it's like, um, reach out and, and I'd love to talk to you sometime about that. And maybe we can, uh, figure something out for you as well and that you can get this feeling back. So with that being said, that is, uh, the end of the show. Thank you very much for listening this week. Uh, I hope you continue to join me every week. I appreciate the few of you that are downloading the show every week and listening, be sure to, again, uh, like and review whenever and wherever you can that you find us, you know, or don't. I'm not your parents. I'm just a dad and his PC. <laughs>